Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Choose Radio, sponsored by Sylvia University. Chef Jeremy Ashby, Sylvia Lovely. It's a sweet day. Hey, guys. Oh, sweet. I'm maple. sitting here. I'm stuffed on this wonderful popcorn. In the second half of the show, we're going to talk to um, uh, the man who makes maybe the best maple syrup I've ever had. This it is delicious. Is. It's 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 bar- bourbon barrel, right? Bourbon barrel maple syrup. It no alcohol in it. It just is yeah, in that, those barrels. I'm, I'm sure it's an aging process that goes into the, you know, that... that that he has, right. but overall, just the pureness of this. Oh, I mean, I, uh, I in, in the restaurants, I have grade A maple syrup, but I also have table syrup. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I guess, embarrassed to say I use that, but there are certain desserts and recipes like a corn syrup or maple flavor yeah. works, where you don't want to, you know, use grade A maple syrup. Just like well, it's sometimes just like I olive don't, oil and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, like know? you finish with the nice. You don't want to lose the taste in a what. What is Not the only that, but also, you know, some of the stuff I make could be two gallons. So we're oh. talking serious, serious cost. I mean, that's a lot. And to hear him, and he's going to talk about this, how long it, do, it takes and how much it takes mm-hmm. to produce one gallon. Oh, yeah. Right. It's a process. It's a process. But, well, um, um, but we got but, maple syrup coming up. And speaking of things coming up, we got... Chicken that, Sandwich Week. Chicken Sandwich and Week yeah, is yeah. coming up. That's coming up starting on Monday, the third annual, 27th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the 27th that week. It's Chicken Sandwich Week. There's over a dozen restaurants participating. You go to the station's website and see them all. And uh, everyone's doing $6 chicken sandwiches. Yes. And Is there any other city in the nation that does a chicken sandwich week? I think we're I think unique. So. Chef, I want to hear you talk about your sandwich. But I also, yeah. before we end this conversation, I, wanted, I want you to say one of the things that happens in these sandwich weeks is there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I like that in a certain way. But how do you construct a great sandwich? I wow. think there's a science to it, right? There, we've talked about that, like seriously tested this when we're talking about constructing sandwiches to go, especially during pandemic. Yeah. Um, a lot of thought goes into that. And, and when you're constructing, I think the biggest tip I have for you is to always toast the bun, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't get soggy. Right. And doesn't take in the sauce. But then... I think people tend to dress the meat and the cheese, like they'll put the ketchup and the mayonnaise and the mustard and stuff like that on there. Make make your sauce and put it on the bottom bun. Oh, bottom that's a bun. good tip. Okay, uh, people usually do the top. Right, put put all your condiments on the bottom bun, <coughs> then put the meat on that, and it kind of pushes it into the bun, and every bite gets an even it's distribution, gooey. doesn't squirt yeah, out the meat. side. That's a great idea. That's you know? a great idea. But beyond that, you just have to be sensible about stacking. Which I think people don't pay attention to. Less is more, guys. If you want to have an ingredient, make it very pronounced. Make you can taste everything. Because a lot of people when they're constructing sandwiches or young chefs or somebody just trying to put together something that sounds crazy and awesome and who wouldn't want that. It just doesn't come together. Once you marry it in the mouth with the bread, everything's lost. But I'm telling you, something about putting your condiments on the bottom and top I bun. Like that. Really that. helps, and it it almost has to do with how it hits your mouth. If you think about the bite, okay, you're piercing through the bun, right first, and then I think it it just hits your tongue quicker if it's on that that portion. So I don't know. You taste the sauce, then it finishes with all the other ingredients. So I have a friend that flips their burger, and it, now it makes sense when they get a hamburger, they flip it over upside down and eat it upside down oh yeah. yeah and i never it never made sense but now the way you say your jaw moves the your top of your jaw doesn't doesn't move your bottom does right so when you squeeze from the top when you put all the stuff on the top you're right it just squeezes out if you squeeze in the bottom it cuts it better i guess right 
Right. Wow, I never, I've never, never thought about thought the, of it that the human science right. physiology. Right. So you want, you yes, know, also you don't, and also if you think about the the condiments you use, whenever they hit like a let wettest <coughs> or tomato, they just slippery. They're like, yeah. you know, yeah. super. So stay away from that. I mean, this is all trivial okay. stuff, right? But all we're right, talking well, about how to build a good sandwich. Also, also okay. deli meats. Okay. You see these beautiful pictures of deli sandwiches, and you're like, why does mine not look like that? All they're doing is rolling their deli meat over into a little log, yeah. and they'll just kind of place yeah. it on there. It fills the sandwich with height, even though you're not mm-hmm. using more meat. It just makes it look that much better. Yeah, and it also, better. it holds together well, better. Tell us about your sandwich for Chicken Week. Ooh, okay. And this is uh, Food News and Chews, yep. sponsored. Chicken, Absolutely, and there's a lot of restaurants taking part, but you know, obviously, yeah, it's growing. Kind of your brainchild. So, what, what's on? And it? chicken is us, right? Yeah. What's yeah. on yours? So, I am doing uh, a Latin version, and um, mostly because we have a lot of these ingredients married on our menu right now. We're into them, but tequila and lime marinated chicken breast, mm-hmm. and most of that is is I'm going to use kind of kind of a darker tequila. You know, like an anejo, okay. so to speak. You know, a little smokier flavor. A little bolder. A little bolder, right? Uh, lots of lime juice, cilantro, garlic, lots of jalapeno in the marinade mm. and letting that marinate for at least four hours. Now, we're going to be doing a different breading on this. It's called masa. You ever heard of masa before? Yeah. Okay, so... But right here, we, lo- we love cornmeal fried things in masa, Kentucky. Yeah. Like f- catfish, whatever. So this is, this is um, a cooked kind of... Uh, cornmeal that's been dried and pureed again. Masa. It's what's used for tortillas. Right. It's right, what's right. used for tortillas. And has a super fine texture and almost a toasted flavor. So the fine cornmeal that we're using, the masa, is going to be the breading, which I'm going to add some cumin, black pepper, salt, and sugar to that breading. So you've got kind of a masa cornmeal fried chicken sandwich. That's going on our buns, which are just the beautiful toasted brioche buns that everybody likes right now with that glistening top. It's oh, all yeah. buttery and good. Yeah, brioche. Oh, yeah. I go, yay. Right. Now, we're using a tahine aioli, and what we're doing at Azura is I make roasted garlic aioli, and we, we take about literally three or 400 cloves of garlic, some peppercorns, bay leaves, and fresh thyme, and submerge them with extra virgin olive oil. Bake them at 220 degrees for four hours. We puree the cloves and do a very aromatic garlic puree which will add to mashed potatoes or sauces oh, yeah. or whatever, oh, right? Wow. This it's very one, sweet. It doesn't have the garlic bite. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. that's that's probably the major indicator is it doesn't burn you. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a an elegant, smooth undertone to it that, you know, it, the puree coats the tongue nicely. So you add that to mayonnaise, you've got aioli. And there's other things in our garlic aioli, but that base is, is kind of what we're adding tahine to, which is a product on the market you can find on your spice shelf. T-A-J-I-N. With the stuff little... you dip mangoes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's right? spicy. So if you go to Mexico or if you go to Latin American mm-hmm. countries, children on the street or street vendors are selling slices of mango and you dip, t- dip it in really? tahine, which is a salty, sweet, yeah. uh, hot, Right, so it's is like that coming into its own. Is that it is? It's really is? popular right now. This spice blend is. Yeah. So we're we're gonna take it and put it into the mayo with the roasted garlic, and it's it's really laden with garlic and mm. onion and chilies and Yay. lime zest. Mm. The lime zest is something unusual for a spice blend, and it really pops because I want the lime <coughs> flavor from a tequila lime chicken. I want it to taste limey. Uh, so that goes on there. Then I've got firecracker slaw on pickled peppers and crispy tortillas for crunch. So overall, you're going to have really, really acid-forward, tart, cilantro, limey, spicy Is the chicken breaded? Chi- I'm it, sorry. I it is that. light breaded, but there's no flour. 
No flour. Yeah, it'll be a gluten-free without, without the bun, so to speak. So it's going to be a, a, a nice thin breading, but a very crispy, crunchy bread. Oh, oh, think about um, cat, um, uh, catfish. Yeah. It'll be sort of akin to that, the uh, you know the cornmeal catfish, but probably a little finer texture. A right? little finer texture, and it'll have like a, a planky crunch to it. You've ever had like fried banana peppers? Mm-hmm. Oh, ha- I love You those. know how the breading kind of bricks off into bricks and plat like planks yeah it's gotta have that texture oh i can't wait right is the diner participating uh no no they're not on uh, on the chicken sandwich week this is the one we have for azure yeah so uh pickled peppers (laughs) we're basically just taking whatever we can get our hands on mostly jalapeno Mm -hmm. and we like to (laughs) boil um the the bread and butter pickle brine that mm-hmm. we you know we use yeah. and, and pickle our peppers in that so you have a little bit of sweet going on there with the heat you know i like those kind of i do too contrasting yeah, flavors contrasting so flavors that's six bucks guys really ready for lunch and or dinner all through chicken sandwich week but you know there's like 16 or yeah, what are some of the uh, yeah there's some really oh good there's so there are so many there. if you go to the station website the link is up there you can see all of them we'll, we'll put a link to it on our facebook page you can see them all but they i mean i'll give you the laundry you got chicken salad chicken TKK Fried Chicken, The Boulevard Grill, Goodwood, Dave's Hot Chicken, Bourbon and Toulouse, Gus's Fried Chicken, Shamrocks, both of them. Yeah. Uh, Cellar Bar and Grill, Azure, Zim's, and Kentucky Grill. Uh, all of which look spectacular. So what I, mean, I like is the competition. For instance, I know yeah. the, uh, the 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 folks at um, at uh, Shamrock. So they have two different locations. They're doing two different sandwiches and competing with each other. Yeah, sure. And, and I love that. You know, it's yeah. a friendly it's it's, no, it's, a friendly. it's it's a friendly competition. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that these guys have been thinking about the sandwich since sure. last year. Yeah, yeah no that's kidding. right. Yeah. That's I how like things com- grow. Right. That's how they grow. I like competitions if we win, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I'm not mistaken, the Shamrock's Patchin is it's called the Witch Came First and it has a fried egg on it. Oh, uh, let me see here right now. Um I believe that's the one with the fried. Yeah, which came first? Fried. Cajun grilled chicken breast topped with an over-easy egg, fried green tomatoes, oh, cheddar cheese, oh, and garlic oh, bacon. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. That's a, that's I a, want that. That's a banger right there. That sounds guys. like a killer sandwich. I want that. It's one of those things that you know it's Shamrock, so you know it's going to be good. And the, yeah. Yeah, the other one's right. got a, a chicken biscuit, which I'm yes. totally all about. I think yeah, that's a brilliant biscuit. idea. Right. I, if I were doing breakfast, I would have rolled chicken a chicken biscuit, biscuit because that's yeah. kind of my favorite way to eat fried chicken. Yeah, I agree. It is. It's so good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe when Based you, on the line around Chick-fil-A, everybody else. Yeah. Way. When you're making, we're going to talk about this maple syrup. And maybe oh. when you're making what you're going to make, so you can I'm put making, a piece of chicken in there. I've already planned. <laughs> so this makes maple syrup came. And we opened it up before we started talking. And we'll talk to Kevin in the next half hour. Yeah. I've eaten I already decided I'm making a maple butter tomorrow. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And I want to, I want to. You know, Sunday morning breakfast. I'm going to make some biscuits and uh, to to maple butter. I always do like two parts butter, one part maple. Okay, that's but, pretty it's rich. Fine. That's it's good. good. Yeah. But can you can you soup up my maple butter? Well, I wanted to take a different approach because okay. I, I like the sweet savories we're talking about, sweet and spices, and mm-hmm. and, and this yeah. is a maple butter recipe, but it may n- not be for your pancakes. Okay. okay? Well, uh, it'll be for, it'll be for your pork chops, okay. your salmon, okay. your chicken, your beef, all of that. I'm listening. And this is simple, guys. Um, this recipe is one we've been doing a long time. In fact, it was on a dish when I worked at Merrick Inn uh, and helped create it, or, or did. It was a pecan-crusted pork tenderloin with a maple and chipotle butter. Now, mm-hmm. 
That sounds good, but when people try this, like this this dish was literally on the show, the best thing I ever ate. I was on really? Food Network, and really, you no, know, it was it was. But they serve it American. I was the chef there a long time ago, so give them credit for it. But I'll I'll take credit on the some of the the construction of this. But here's how you make the recipe, and we usually use one stick of butter to one chipotle pepper. Okay. Now chipotles are you're gonna find those in a can. They're going to be on your Mexican aisle. Two to three bucks for a can. It's probably got eight or ten chilies in it, maybe five or six. They I don't come know. in adobo sauce. They come in, and that's key. You right. want the adobo sauce. A lot of people rinse that off. All you got to do is take a pepper out and let it just drip in that adobo. Don't rinse it. Don't clean it. Put it on your cutting board and chop it up. It's okay. all going to turn into a paste yeah. uh, with the seeds in there. Uh, all you got to do is blast that stick of butter for ten seconds in the microwave to get it softened. Add the chipotle to it. Add a pinch of salt, add a dash of oregano, okay, and then you're going to start whisking because the, the butter's partially melted. It'll do that whipped up kind of butter feel to it. And just drizzle maple syrup in until it hits your taste. And you're looking for something that's a little spice forward, but then it finishes clean with maple syrup like it cools it off. Oh, and it keeps you coming yeah. back right for that other bite. Like right yeah. when you're done with the heat, it's like, oh, I had time for more. <laughs> Oh, it's psychological warfare, right? And this stuff will last weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks in the fridge. I wouldn't even worry about it. So, you know, you're, it's a stick of butter, right? So once you put it in the fridge, it solidifies and you can use yeah, it for you can all use it your over. stuff. At that point, I'd let it drizzle over my pancakes, right? You know, if you're making some other sauce, throw a pat of that maple chipotle butter in to finish. It, I'll be honest. This on a, a, a biscuit with a piece of fried chicken <laughs> oh, and that butter on it, well, I, I'm, that sounds enough. That's enough for me. If you if you trademark it or open a restaurant, I want to come. <laughs> you're going to have them lined out the door. This sounds like a Valentine's Day dinner to me. It's just like a sexy yeah. biscuit yeah. with chicken. Sexy biscuit and Gotcha. Gotcha, babe. butter. Oh, like, honestly. <laughs> That, that sounds amazing. And think about that. There's, there's just a few ingredients. One stick of butter, one chipotle pepper, mm-hmm. little maple syrup, salt, and rain. And there you have it. You're and done. There you have it. Yeah. And, and by the way, check out Azure uh, for Chicken Sandwich Week starting on Monday and all yeah. week long. 12 or 13 of our closest friends. Yeah. yeah. we're gonna. It's going to be a fun, and all of them are six bucks for every sandwich. When we come back in a moment, we're going to, if you've ever had a question about maple syrup, we are going to answer with Kevin Milligan of Milligan Family Farms and uh, Milligan'sMaple.com. Some of the best maple syrup we've ever had. It's in the studio now. We're talking to Kevin next. Don't go anywhere. It's Food News and Choose Radio. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Food News and Choose Radio. Thank you for joining us. This is going to be a sweet half of the show because uh, Kevin Milligan <laughs> from Milligan's Family Farm um, in Ohio is on with us. And they make syrup. They make yeah. real maple syrup. But they don't just make and syrup. more. They make more with this. The- is I was going to say this is going to be a crunchy one too. It is because I'm crunching away on this popcorn that is like mm. heaven. <laughs> right, everything maple syrup and I mean everything here is just a, a derivative of of their farm, which is quite incredible. You know, I grew up thinking maple syrup was only from Canada. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know or, just or Vermont or Vermont, right? And and nowadays, I mean, as we see the markets increase as a as a chef and buyer, you know, grade A gallon of maple syrup somewhere in the hundred dollar range. Wow. So you know, for yeah. for some some of the Canadian stuff, how does I it mean, work? maybe come down a little bit over the past year, but how, it's something. Yeah, how is the how is the Ohio syrup? Is it different than the Canadian syrup? Yeah. So, um, you know, maple syrup's only produced in uh, North America. You have like the Midwest, uh, the New England area, then Canada, and it's 
it's all derived from uh, maple trees, and it's there's many ways for uh, producers to process the sap, which can uh, change the flavor a little bit, um, whether it's a, a wood-fired evaporator, um, oil, natural gas, whether it goes through a reverse osmosis machine. Uh, you know, some regions, producers will um, only produce like a very light or golden delicate uh, color syrup. Others will, um, you know, start out with like an amber rich color and then go turn to a dark robust taste. Does As color equate taste when it comes to maple syrup? I'm sorry? Does color, color. kind of equate to Does taste it when it comes to, ma uh, to maple uh, it, syrup? It can a little bit. You're, um, some of the different grades with the colors uh, are better for like the, the lighter colored syrup is, is better to make uh, maple candies out of. And okay. so darker colored uh, is, is good to bake with. So is that by yeah. trial and error? I mean, that's, I guess that's a question for chef in, in a way, because it's the consistency or the, you just know that by the color of it, it works better with something else. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll spare the, the science and the long story behind it. Um, I'm still not even completely standing. Uh -huh. it, just, I, I it just works. I have my limitations <laughs> when it comes to some of the science behind it. But um, yeah, that's just kind of the, the way that it's been used in the uh, the industry. The the applications for maple syrup are, are endless from you know your pancakes and French toasts. It can be used to uh, brew beer. Like I sell to several breweries uh, that make stouts and, and porters. So it's really the culinary applications are truly oh yeah so chef's gonna get into that definitely will and i think sylvia was you know kind of doing some research and as we see the producers i mean the demand for maple syrup is up it does up. No, yes. now that has to do i think you know mostly from people looking for more natural ways mm -hmm. to sweeten things mm -hmm. um i know there's some diabetic concerns but you know if you're looking for an all natural hardly processed ingredient i mean i finish vinaigrettes sauces dressings with, with maple, maple all the time Do you really um yeah i mean whenever i'm put in in charge of balancing something at the end right you know sweet salty acid those adjustments we make in a sauce i mean you, you've got a couple choices and i tend to lean towards more maple and honey than i do sugar and brown sugar if well, i want to take the bite off the acid yeah. nothing tastes like maple syrup even fake maple syrup doesn't taste like maple no, syrup it's yeah it's a far a cry distinctive taste and right. then and also i, I got I got so many questions for you but you got into this business why did you get into this business so I uh, originally was uh, in corporate accounting doing uh, audit and Oh, tax Lord. Absolutely <laughs> hated it. What's um, an easy transition? Yeah, no wonder you went into maple syrup. How many yeah, trees do so, you have? I mean, tell me about the farm. What does it look like? So when I say farm, it's just like a, a really big forest. Uh, it's The topography is very hilly. We are one of the largest certified family sustainable forests in Ohio. Oh, wow. Uh, work closely with the uh, Department of Natural Resources to put together a forestry management plan to help uh, our, our forest growth uh, uh, strive and make sure that we're managing everything right. Uh, and once trees are, are full grown, uh, that means they're gonna be taking up uh, nutrients from other smaller trees and uh, so we will do some selective timbering here and there for the, the overall health of the forest. But yeah, I didn't know what real maple syrup was until about eight years ago when <laughs> my, uh, my mom was tired of hearing me 
complain about my job in corporate accounting. <laughs> syrup down at her farm, and you know, I I've seen this done a few times. I don't know much about it or your process, but I do know it's hard work. Yeah. Um, and weather depends. You tap a tree, yeah. and okay, there's. There's a clear sap. That's yeah, maple run syrup out. does not come out of maple no, trees. No, and when it's cooked is when you get the color, right? right? But um, yep. a lot of guys are literally carrying the buckets of sap down to something. Some people do gravity fed mm-hmm. to where I mean they place the dis and you know, I guess the place they cook it downhill to where they can tie all oh, the taps into a wire system and just let it drain down into the cookhouse, so to speak. But um, mm-hmm. overall, I mean, there's a lot of labor in this stuff. And if you're locking about making saps and syrups, as as you know, um, you're reducing most of your product. I mean, you start out with 15 gallons. What's your final yield for bottle? Uh, so it takes about 45 to 60 gallons of maple sap um, to get a gallon of syrup. To get a gallon? So really? That's way yes. more than wow. I thought. That's all, yeah, and that's, it all no. comes in at the same time? Is that how it's harvested? It all like is a crop that comes in at the same time? Or can you stagger Yeah, so that? it's uh, like a four to six week production window. Um, you need it to go below freezing for sap to generate in the roots. And then when the, uh, the weather goes above freezing, wow. the sap will start to run in the tree. And then it will start to uh, permeate through the hole that was drilled in the tree with a tap. And I have a, a tubing system that stretches uh, about 70 miles throughout my forest. Okay, so you got that. How? The, uh, all the, the piping and everything. And I have a vacuum system that will help uh, maximize the yield where it'll really uh, yeah. you know, kind of put pressure on the tree to emit as much sap as possible. And um, it's, very, it's very sensitive, like uh, squirrels chewing on it. Yeah. Like one leak in one area can cause uh, the rest of the system not oh, to be depressurized. Does yeah. it kill the trees? I mean, no, like, just, like uh, their juice comes out and oh. they just regenerate. Yeah, it, uh, each you, you could tap the same tree each year. Um, once you drill the hole and put the tap in, uh, the tree will immediately uh, want to start to heal and close up that hole. That's why it's uh, a short uh, time period. And, uh, you know, it's... Each year, you have to move where you uh, tap on the tree because if you were to oh. go like next, the next year, you'd be tapping into uh, dead wood, basically like scar tissue. Oh yeah, like scar tissue. Yeah. And so the trees yeah. have a life of so many years, and then if you or so many holes, them so, so many, many times, yeah, that's that's yeah. a lot. Hey, I almost you want to hear the dumb question of the day? I almost ask, what kind of tree? <laughs> <laughs> now you can get you can make what syrup from different obviously maple syrup has to come from maple trees but there is birch uh birch syrup birch there, syrup i haven't yes. heard of this yeah there's which you make birch beer out of which is like root beer and there's a few I've others seen a lot of appalachian chefs kind of pull out birch syrup and some you know what's sassafras pop, spruce tips and yeah. things like yeah. that you know some kind of native is sassafras a that's a root yeah that's so a that, root that's yeah. a root like root beer actually which goes into sarsaparilla sassafras. It's also huh. uh, gum, filet gum, or gumbo filet, which is yep. the ground sassafras, which something. flavors your gumbo. Sorry, with Fat Tuesday plug there. Yeah, yeah I know. Okay, so a couple of years ago, you know, people who predict things were predicting that, you know, uh, America's 
pumpkin spice crazy. Yeah. And they said the yep. next big thing would be maple. maple. After kind of pumpkin spice ran its course, maple is going to be the the it flavor. It's a much classier choice. And, and, and we're coming on to, they said like two to three years, we're at the, the two to three mm-hmm. year mark now, the pandemic might have slowed things down, but do you see that happening, Kevin? Do you see like maple kind of getting more popular as a, as a flavoring? Yeah, it's definitely uh, getting more popular uh, with, there's more people making maple syrup and it can be both from a, a large commercial scale such as myself to people will, some of the most passionate uh, maple syrup makers only have four maple trees in their backyard and you could tap uh, silver, sugar, red. There's different species of maple where, however, the, uh, the concentration of uh, sugar because maple sap is anywhere from 97 to 99% water oh, and the wow. rest is sugar. And you know, you boil it, you get it to the right uh, sugar content and bricks and you have syrup. But yeah, just with uh, people you know, really wanting to be more health conscious yeah. and not be, you know, your body can actually naturally digest uh, maple syrup. It actually contains uh, healthy yeah. uh, antioxidants, uh, minerals, Vitamins. I was trying to get at that point. I, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's the flavor, obviously, thing. is far superior yeah, to Antimima. So, you know, more restaurants and different food service uh, companies are are pushing real maple syrup more and customers uh, I, who are introduced to it. You know, once you try real maple syrup, you'll never want to go back. You're back. spoiled, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorite recipes is cornbread made with maple sure. syrup. Ooh, yeah. yeah people like who can't it. eat cane sugar can eat that cornbread which i have some in my family yeah well, we tried his uh bourbon maple syrup and uh, my first thought it's uh, delicious yeah. my first thought was an old-fashioned yeah. yeah that'd yes. be a spectacular use of this toy because I you mean, don't need the simple syrup and you get a nice little <laughs> bourbon flavor i feel like that with the orange would be amazing it would yeah no that would be a match made in heaven I, I guess in terms of the popularity of maple syrup kevin what you've got different products here some of which i've never seen i think that's really what's exciting for me is the innovation from chefs in the industry and producers so we have bourbon barrel aged mm. maple syrup which is your maple syrup plus what do you how long do you age do you age this in a bourbon barrel Yes, so I uh, age it in bourbon barrels from Kentucky, typically Buffalo Trace, Woodford, and it ages for about six to nine months. Uh, does not contain any alcohol. They've been the barrels have been freshly dumped, um, imparts the rich oaky flavor of bourbon while still maintain that tasty maple flavor profile, and just opens up the uh, the cookie or the, the cooking and the the beverage applications. When you're talking about the old fashioned, I have uh, several of my customers that have a maple old-fashioned cocktail and then also we'll uh, put it in an Irish coffee. Oh, if you're listening, guys, try this barrel-aged syrup. Um, Find it and buy it because, one, I'm I'm tasting it right now, Twitch. I don't know about you. We taste a lot of bourbon-infused products. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's bananas in Kentucky. That's what we do around here. So we get to taste them all being on a food radio show. Mm -hmm. This has a distinctive bourbon flavor without... The kind of cheat that people use, what's either cooking it off and right. adding it, and or right. just adding it raw, which imparts a burn to the throat and kind of takes away from the olfactory senses, especially on sweeter things. That, to me, is one of maybe the best bourbon-flavored products I've ever had. Yeah, no, Pure it really, it, it has, um, it has like the finish of almost like a, a bourbon ball oh, without yes. the chocolate. Oh, so good. 
But you know, all, all maple this. fruit forward. I mean, f- um, yeah. maple it's syrup amazing. forward. Yeah. It I mean, there's a, not an application I would. I, I I don't think I would use that over regular syrup. In. That's, I, that's this craves to me. I want salty sweet. Yes. Like now I want else, savory. With Chef, that. what else is sitting there right in front of you? So Mulligan, she's got a maple mustard. Oh which, yes. You know, see, oh, that's yeah. kind of my thing too. Where you you kind of got the sweet hot sweet or sweet and spicy, sour, yeah. and I'm sure you're probably just using dry mustard powder, not like a pre-made mustard and infusing it. So this is. Mustard seed, turmeric, paprika, some spices, probably legit stuff here. Yep. I can't wait to get and it. And then the cooking palatable, and that's saying something. <laughs> Sylvia's and got her hand in. My mouth really is special. on it too. Yeah, and that's the popcorn. And I've been sitting oh. here. Am I crunches on the on air? If they are, so be it. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think of maple caramel corn. I mean, I eat enough caramel no. corn. Yeah. I should have thought of that one, right? So how do you make this? This is just a maple syrup, or is it got caramel? It's got caramel too. Right. Yeah, it has caramel too. Um, I end up outsourcing some of the uh, the value added products to uh, sure. another producer that focuses more on those because I mean, there's. I oftentimes joke I'm like Bubba from Forrest Gump uh, talking about shrimp when it comes to maple because you know there's maple mustard, uh, maple cream, maple butter, uh, maple wow. hot sauce. I mean, it goes on and on and. Um, you know, I'm more so focusing on the, uh, the production side of it, uh, with you know, making sure my woods are in good shape as possible and, you know, coming up with, uh, different things well, to experiment with. I'm for it. The other thing you're doing the, though, the is you're going, you're going to Sullivan and places like Sullivan. Tell us about yes. the Sullivan day. That was so exciting. Chef, I wish you could have been there. Nice. I was, yeah. and I got to taste the wonderful food that the students made with maple syrup. Right. Yeah. So I, I want to make sure to when I started the company, wanted to make sure to try to give back to the the community that supports me. And I had no idea on how to, to sell. And, you know, chefs, when I first was starting out, they could tell that I was really nervous and, you know, support and um, appreciation for my products from the, the culinary community has been just overwhelming. And I figured uh, starting a scholarship at culinary programs was a great way to give back to the future executive chefs and uh, restaurant owners. And Sullivan is such a great reputation. I have a few chefs I work with that are alumni of Sullivan and decided to put on a cooking competition where students would develop recipes using uh, my maple syrup to come up with unique dishes. Uh, There were some that, some dishes that had uh, a glaze for lamb. There was uh, traditional chicken and waffles with a little bit of a Mm. twist with Mm. hot sauce and the winner ended up having i've never even heard of this this just kind of speaks to his creativity and how well sullivan uh prepares their students but he did a maple tuna glaze yes um, that's right tuna and i don't like tuna, but i love this i know i agree with you I am taking, I'll tell you what I'm doing tomorrow because we only got about 30 seconds left. But tomorrow, here's what I'm going to do. I'm taking butter. I'm taking that maple syrup. I'm putting it in the, in the, uh, in the, um, uh, you know, stand mm-hmm, mixer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a maple butter and I'm putting it on fresh made biscuits. Uh, dude, what I've time? got a recipe in the what next time should I be there? You, <laughs> Anytime. Would you send me that recipe? Yeah, in fact, yeah, you're going to talk about it on the next segment. It's yes. Be, you know. All right. Okay. Um, Kevin yeah, Milligan. Kevin, great to see you. Great to talk to you. Give people a uh, little plug it. How yeah, can people know find- how to get, get this? Yeah. How can people yeah. get this stuff? Yeah, so you can uh, you can go onto my website milligansmaple.com, and I sell uh, my syrup retail and a few other uh, goodies on there. Uh, I'm gonna start focusing on trying to add some retail 
uh, stores and outlets in the uh, Lexington and Louisville area uh, in the coming months after production's over. But yeah, just feel free to hop on my website and I can ship it directly to your house. Awesome. Milligansmaple.com. And you're Kevin. working with restaurants too and, and all kinds of outlets, right? Yeah. Yes, I sell primarily to uh, to restaurants, uh, coffee shops, bakeries, mm-hmm. catering companies. So. Okay. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on milligansmaple.com. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, oh, thank Kevin, you. for really everything. Fabulous. Yeah. Back in a moment, Food News and Choose Radio.